You're listening to a Destiny Park Media Podcast. Oh, hello there, Dadman listeners. This is Dadman number one, Mike Jala. I'm coming at you guys live and direct, and I wanted to stop and brief you all on our special season finale, episode 13, The Wheel. We have quite the guests with us during part one and part two of this episode. We had the pleasure of having the funny, the beautiful, and eccentric Emily Fleming. She writes and performs on a hugely successful YouTube channel, Good Mythical Morning, and we're so excited to have her sit and talk with us about everything Mad Men. And of course, you know, some side banter. Also, this episode will be no spoilers for the Mad Men season one finale. This episode will mostly be about Emily, Michael, and I speaking about the show and characters in general. So with all that said, shut the door, have a seat, and enjoy this special part one bonus episode of Dad Men. Peace. Emily, what's up? Who are your favorite characters on Mad Men? Because, you know... Jala and I have talked about some of our favorite characters. I'm a Pete's biggest fan, and Jala, he's obsessed with Rachel Mencken from this season. For s- obsessed oh, with Rachel Mencken. who's his yeah. his first external love affair that we are yeah. like, that we're aware of. Yeah, right. Oh, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I She's love awesome. Rachel Fabulous. so much. Well, <laughs> I find it interesting that that's the first. Like, we didn't know that he was a married family man in the first episode which i loved that i mean they that first episode is one of the best pilot i think that i've ever seen and that we the twist was that you know but it it i think it is a fabulous commentary on who he is that he met his equal like the first episode he met this woman who it's like I have different priorities. I I have duty, but he's never had duty to anyone else but himself. Whereas right. she has duty to a legacy that she was born into. Whereas mm-hmm. Don has completely denounced his legacy. And like the name, his name doesn't matter. And her name is everything. Absolutely. And I feel like he would like he would be envious of somebody who was, you know, born into a name, but she takes like full responsibility and she's a woman. So there are like equals in different ways, but I remember being so sad that we didn't see her like more later on down the line. I know me and Mike were talking about this actually. I'm having, um, I think this is the first day of, uh, Rachel Mankin woes that I'm having. Uh, withdrawals. Yeah. yeah, withdrawals. She's off the show. I mean, no. I, yeah. She's gone. I'm sad. I'm going to put my poster up, though. I'm going to have yeah. her like, right in that little oh. section right there. You know I do I mean? appreciate the show. Like, I, there's kind of a pro and con thing about how uh, women are treated in the show, where, yes, it's yeah. like a revolving door of women, but it mm-hmm. did allow a lot of actresses to be featured in the show Mm -hmm. who were only featured for a limited amount of time. And um, I mean, if it weren't for, I can't remember what season it was, but uh, our girl who's, she's a mom in Stranger Things, this season in particular, she has really bad 80s hair, but she was, (laughs) um, she was, I can't remember. Oh, she's Nancy's mom. 
Uh, and I, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And she was the person he worked with. Um, she came on to the advertising agency mm-hmm. and she was also kind, kind of an equal to him, but she wasn't good with kids. So he kind of cast her aside and then got with his second wife. But anyway, that actress is fabulous. But like all of his love interests just featured fabulous actresses. I mean, Nev Campbell was even in some of it. But I found that actress uh, who played Rachel, right? Mm -hmm. She was just so fabulous. And I'm like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Like she's Mm. has a face that nobody looks it's unique that woman like she has a jawline that could cut through steel like she's (laughs) so beautiful and um the fact that he met his equal in the first season and then denied pursuing her completely lets you know he is not interested in an equal well, he is not interested. <laughs> she rejected him. Uh, she in the did, last episode. but yes. she rejected him on his terms that he was trying to, you know what I mean? His like, very anxious terms. His very, we got to get the hell out of here. He's sweating, visibly yeah, sweating like, and crying. Like, <laughs> shaving his pants. He couldn't really pursue, like he had all this stuff back there. And if she had been exposed yeah. to it, like, he wasn't prepared and there's no way he's ever going to find an equal and be happy, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. Like he's going to be somebody that strives for greatness and continues to pursue women as if he believes they're beneath him mm. and he's going to treat them like they're beneath him. Like, I mean, that's what he does the whole thing. I I'd like to think he's got some redeeming, moments but eh. (laughs) he's oh go ahead mike um i think he views each woman that comes into his life as like the one that will complete him Ah. um and he gets distracted and forgets about the previous affair that he had and he's like oh this is going to be the accessory that completes me you know that's that's how I, i think he sees it is like I don't think he sees women as objects. I think he sees them as like experiences, medicine or, or medicine yeah. or experiences, both drugs. Yeah. Drugs. <laughs> well, I think alcohol, I think that everything he experiences is well, as somebody with ADHD, which mm. I know I, I hate having to explain this, but it always feels like on the internet when someone says they have it, it's like, Oh, everybody has it. I want you to know I'm like medicated, diagnosed, but I recognize things in Don Draper that make me feel like he might have ADHD. (laughs) Um, And this is, I know to explain it, but uh, you are constantly seeking dopamine. Like nothing feels satisfying when you have ADHD. You're constantly looking. It's not that you're distracted by things. It's that you're constantly looking for something to make you feel alive. Yeah, it's escapism. It's not necessarily, I wouldn't describe it as escapism because like when you talk about ADHD, it's like, oh, a squirrel. It's like you're constantly looking for something to actually, and like you're looking for something that makes you feel something because you have a lack of uh, dopamine or the receptive 
things that mm-hmm. make you feel any type of reward system or gratification or happiness. There's like, yeah. and so you're constantly being distracted by things that make you feel anything at all. Uh, okay. And I follow you. Yeah. So with him, it's just nothing is ever enough, which I guess you could say America is that as well. But like, <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's never fulfilled. He gets uh, he's constantly pining for the next thing that makes him feel source of like fulfillment. And he can't yeah. ever find it like he just can't like he's constantly chasing it and he yeah. can't find it. He's never satisfied. He needs to keep climbing. And I think with women, which if you look at anyone with ADHD, there are things where monogamy is sometimes a struggle. And for him, I just feel like family life was never, ever going to work for this man. Yeah. But like a lot of men, they're too weak to be alone. (laughs) <laughs> well no that's that's uh thank you for that perspective emily um i and, find a lot of like i relate to him a lot in that respect yeah well, for sure yeah and the show does a good job of like showing the shitty things don's doing but we also see him as a human being and we see everyone in the show as a fully fleshed out human being um and this we would never say anything shitty about people with adhd this is a Oh, no, I really backed you into a corner with this, and I no, don't want no. to. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a, my, my point is is that I've brought up my obsessive-compulsive stuff on oh, this podcast really? uh, multiple times. It's a positive mental health space this whole show is, right, Jala? So, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you, yeah, Jala, have you identified with people in the show in regards to your experience? Um, have we run across any characters? I want to make sure I don't spoil anything. Oh, okay. um, I mean, but, I definitely think that uh, Don has some, like, obsessive stuff where it's, I mean, also, I will say this not to, like, take away from your experience, but there are tendencies. It's not always, like, a comorbid thing, but it can be right. with ADHD, but there are tendencies with ADHD for obsessive compulsive yeah um, there's a character but continue there's a character later on <gasps> in the show um who yeah yeah yes <laughs> yes, yes okay yes no one i that, didn't i don't say identify with him you no know. you didn't know but i don't identify with him there are actually it's interesting that there's more characters in pop culture right now that are like being portrayed as being obsessive compulsive and having obsessive compulsive disorder but it's being done more correctly as opposed to just washing hands and oh, thank you know God. being obsessively clean. Yeah, it's it's more about like the sense of like if I don't do this right now, something horrible is going to happen for me. That horrible thing is always rooted in like cockroaches um because I wow. lived in a, an apartment in the cities that uh I it did wind up having cockroaches. So, unfortunately, that sort of created this like perfect feedback avenue <laughs> where it's like it's happened before it's going to happen again right and, uh, it is yeah. that it happened before it's going to happen again is the repetitive yeah. thought process that um mm-hmm. with uh, friends of mine and people who i've been in relationships with where it's like this if i don't obsess about it things will deteriorate further Hypervigilance. So yeah. I have to be oh, yeah. so hypervigilant that I become obsessed with it or else things will spiral out of control kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. things spiral out of control anyway. <laughs> so it, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the 
older I get and the more I think that I assume y'all are in your 30s. Hey, just kidding. Yes. I mean, we all look great. Like, I mean, yeah. look at this, this hair I, right here. I mean, you look yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, I feel like your 30s is when you start to really explore why your brain is doing what it is and when to right. listen to it and when to ignore it. Like, mm-hmm. and OCD, like, is something I've encountered with friends of mine and things like that. And then it's informed the way I think as well where there are like, I don't have a OCD, but obsessive thoughts that are not doing you favors. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, exactly. And like when to go, this is a loop that I need to get the fuck out of like that kind of thing. Yes. But like, and so I feel like even though it's not a disorder that I am riddled with, it's something that you can have empathy for as you get older. It's true. But you're right. The washing hands thing. It's like, really? (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, if everybody was OCD about washing their fucking hands, maybe we wouldn't have another goddamn uptick in COVID. Panorama, <laughs> yeah. Um. The question of like what is like the favorite character of Bad Men is one of the most impossible questions to answer because the entire reason why Mad Men is one of the greatest shows of all time is the character development. And yes. the way that they're written. Of course, I'm going to gravitate more to the female characters. Uh, I find that Joan, Christina Hendricks, has been a huge influence, like, as not only a person, but my aesthetic, if you couldn't already tell by my hair, which I literally took a picture of her to, like, it took me forever to find someone who could get the color right. Because that okay. color, the Joan color, is not an easy color to reproduce, let me tell you. Like, mm. I've been to multiple people trying to do the Joan color, and it is tough. And she's a natural blonde. I'm a natural blonde. Not a good blonde. It's like that shitty, mousy blonde. You know <laughs> what I mean. But um, anyway, so it was just... I. I saw her, she's tall and her body, like it was something I remember seeing it. And this was when, when did Mad Men first come out? It was like 2005 or six, seven, 2007. So I was a junior in college and I remember I had gotten really thin in my earlier years of college because everybody told me about the freshman 15. And so I was in an unhealthy place of trying to avoid the freshman 15. Like it was not great. And I remember seeing the show and looking at this woman and being like, wow, like I, I see myself in this person. I, she's busty, she's tall, she's all these things. And it just made me feel this permission to feel good about myself even if i can't maintain this bullshit i'm doing like where i'm monitoring everything and i mean since then i don't really i i i do have high cholesterol i should probably monitor things more (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't feel like health wise i don't feel bad about the way i look and my body and i feel like it's in large part due to Joan. Also, 
I don't feel like as a character, like I could identify with her. She was just so like calculated. She talked shit in a way where only to certain people, like I talk shit in a way that everybody knows everything I say. <laughs> I am not calculated. I make it very known. <laughs> like if I'm talking <laughs> shit to you, I'm saying the same shit to every single person ever. Like, I don't like, and I, you know, so she always like, it's like she was very calculated. And I remember meeting girls like that when I worked in New York and I worked in retail in New York and everything was very calculated. You were always playing a game. Everyone was being competitive in terms of commission and Mm -hmm. salesmanship and stuff. And I sucked at that. Like, I just want to tell people everything and I suck at that. So I was going to say your gift of gab didn't help you in your salesman journey. It did, but it was with the customers. My gift of gab was just me being completely honest with people. Mm. Got you. Got you. And in a, you know, I'm from the South. So it's like, you're honest with people, but in a way that's easier to digest. Right. You learn how to tell people hard things with sugar. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 It's a so it's a pillow fall. Yeah. So it's like you <laughs> tell people things that are hard to hear, but you do it in like a very, you know, thoughtful, sweet way. Whereas sure. Joan did not fucking do that. Like Joan was just <laughs> like Joan just went right up to Peggy and went, What the <laughs> fuck is this outfit you're wearing? What is your hair? You look like a child. No one's going to take you seriously. Like, like wear something. And she was wrong. Like the other thing about Joan is like, she's willing to be wrong is the other thing I liked about Joan. She was wrong often, but she was always doing things for the right reason. Even though she seemed like a bitch while she was doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. She never Not came sure. from like she never came from a place where she was trying to tear someone down on purpose. She was always trying to tell you the truth. And it hurt the way she said it, but she didn't have time to sugarcoat it. She didn't have time. Like in that time period and her job, she didn't have fucking time for that. Like and she was a buffer between all those women and these horrible men who probably did way worse things to her than they ever did to all those other women that she was in charge of. So she was like a buffer of this is what you have to do to survive here. Your outfit is bullshit. Fix it. This is how you talk to people. Don't fuck up. Like she's really trying to help these women. Yeah. In turn, they just disrespected her. Like, the men disrespect, like all she was ever trying to do was like her best. And she's also a goddess. Like she looked like a, I mean, she looked like a fucking movie starlet. And all she wanted to do was have a job, make her own money, be self-sufficient. Like she's amazing. She's one of the most amazing characters. Peggy on the other hand was just like so naive and just happenstance happened to get lucky in many many scenarios and she was very smart and she just followed her own you know 
like she followed things. She absorbed information from Joan. She absorbed information from people. Whereas I think Joan was just abused into being as powerful as she was. <laughs> um, so Joan, I think is, I think Joan is definitely my favorite character. Uh, like she's so glamorous and I think she's undervalued like as a character in so many ways. I mean, that guy, I remember, oh, I can't talk about things. I don't want to spoil Bleep. certain things. <laughs> Bleeper. <laughs> so, but she's like, button. in. there's certain scenarios where she's there for people that you would not predict that she would be there. And yeah. she shows up. She's the shit. She's the Swiss army knife of, of character. That's the thing about Joan that I love, though. Um, I think she has a lot more power than she lets on. She knows, she, though. <laughs> she almost runs it like a ship, like... In a way, you know what I mean? Like, the way she carries herself amongst the office, kind of how she has tips and information on mm-hmm. everyone that's in the office, including the men and the women. She's she's very... She, her line of communication with everybody is there. It's pretty Totally. Amazing. I honestly think she's the main character. Like, I... Like, Dawn is our protagonist that we follow around. Right. But in terms of who is the person that everyone else revolves around, it's her. Like, she knows everything about everybody. She has opinions about everybody. She has influence over everybody. Like Sterling, she's having an affair with Sterling. She has influence over Peggy. She has influence over Don. She is, like, she is, everyone orbits around Joan, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Joan is, is it. Joan is Joan. Joan is it. <laughs> like, I also love Sterling just because of his journey from the top to where we eventually. Where he goes. Like, the, I think the whole point of Mad Men is how the climb is what life should be about. It's just like this yeah. constant, like, striving for the dream is actually the most fun thing about life. Mm-hmm. It's not having it's the strive to become the best version of yourself and don ain't never gonna do that <laughs> yeah He's, I, th- I think it's yeah go ahead well i think don's uh journey is to he's a creative individual it's like a lot of stand-up comedians where yeah they have this hunger to become better and better as a an artist but in turn they miss the other parts of life mm-hmm. that could make them a better artist and also a better person at the same time. And Don is Don just reminds me of every fucking comedian that I've oh. <laughs> met that is a horrible person and doesn't lift like well, Don does lift other people up though. He he lifted uh, Peggy up. He did. There's that. He has some redeeming, uh, redeeming moments with his colleagues and his, uh, you know, but, even his family. He, yeah. But we don't have to. Well, only because he that. sees them as an extension of himself. That's true. It's true. Which is what um, Peggy is. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> the episode we're talking about. I know we've like danced around a lot of things, but uh, what the was wheel, the wheel? The wheel. The wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> Also, I just want the viewers and listeners to know 
these individuals were so patient with me with learning how to use my fucking microphone. And my, we did it. We did it. Though. We're here. And, <laughs> we like to help people. They're, yeah. they're very helpful men. I was just saying, Michael is single. We should like, you know, ladies. What's up? That was a, that was a layup. Thank you, Emily. No problem. I will always give a beautiful. layup when needed. <laughs> yeah. You are a very good looking man. And you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's keep going. Oh, I was going to ask you what you're drinking. I, was, I, I oh, didn't even ask. So I am drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It's a. It says Luna on it. Pinot Grigio. Whoa! Right? That's crazy. It's what the hell? Delicious. That's really weird. I have this <laughs> fabulous liquor store that's near me that has really nice, uh, not only wine, but they also have like really cool, um, diff- weird brands of all kinds of yeah, that's liquor cool stuff. I think it, I it did looks really dope. bang the owner. Um, nice. But. <laughs> It wasn't. You got in. You got in. But it wasn't a long-term thing, which is a bummer because he's already a dad, and I see Uh-oh. myself as a stepmother extraordinaire. Are you? Are you a Donish type figure? What's a Donish? Oh, Don. No, I. <laughs> no. 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 Well, no. Jeez. <laughs> no, I just she, think she protests too much. As somebody who, <laughs> who does not want to have biological children of my own mm-hmm. i do think that i would be a very good stepmom that's all i think both yeah i, I think you know i we need more humor right in our children but i also think i'd be a very good stepmom because i love other women because i would oh good point respect the mother of those kids mm-hmm. i would have yeah. emails that were like so in depth of every fucking thing that happened when i was around I'd be like this she's talking to this fucking guy like i would be like <laughs> like they think i was the cool stepmom but spoiler alert i'm not cool bitch like nope. I'd, I'd be sneaking behind i'd be cool but my allegiance would be to the With biological the mother like always as it should as it should but i as mean that's why i know i'd be a killer stepmom because i i just i love other women i support other women like i for sure don't want to have my own kids so but i i like kids i just don't i don't want to die in childbirth like that's sure like, Ooh, yeah i don't like getting on roller coasters i don't ride bicycles I don't I don't want to do things where I could just die for no reason. <laughs> and child, That's fair. childbirth is one of those. I plan to go to like Bolivia or something where I can just get my uterus removed because Well, Emily, you could do the scientific. You could do the scientific and do it all laboratory style. Just just skip the whole birth thing altogether. Well, what is that? Oh, but I mean like with the laws right now, I need to get shit right. Oh, right. removed good point. because Good point. Yeah. I don't know. Contraception isn't good for some reason. Well, no, it's not even that. It's that once you're pregnant, you're no longer a person. Right. Right. Here's this new thing. Like the person in there is more of a person than you are. It sort of supersedes the human beings, right? So I'm no longer a human. So my medical care doesn't matter. It's just to preserve that. It's not to make sure I'm okay. So right. that's a very sharp point. Very sharp point. That fuck that. Like I want to could 
continue being my own person forever. Mm -hmm. So I feel you. I feel you on that for sure. Yeah, your wife is a brave, amazing woman. She is. She is much appreciated. I'm sure yeah. she'll hear that and, and squeal. <laughs> also, I I think that's so cool that you have a kid. I'm so every time I meet a dude who has a kid, it's always the nicest dude. Oh, that's nice. There's I appreciate some that both good ways. dads in this generation. I think it'll it so far so so good, man. It's 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 been it's been, um, it's been very fun. Wow. Like this journey that we're doing with the dadmen, the whole thing. Everything's been very um, eventful and enjoyable and um obviously you know things come up but like mm. as a overall <laughs> well <laughs> i will say this i could not sleep by myself for so long as a kid and i remember getting into bed with my parents when they were naked mm -hmm. one time and mm -hmm. that is what made me not do that anymore <laughs> so, they have to learn some way right? i mean honestly i have a vivid memory of that and then i I told my parents that, and they were like, "We remember that too." How how old were you? Do you do you remember? I think I was five or six. Okay, you were old enough to really retain a lot of that. Yes, because I would I would get scared. I would get scared in the middle of the night for no fucking reason, and I get out of bed and be like, ah, and then I just bust into their room and then throw the covers back and then just get in the covers. Oh, man. I remember it was I got in on my dad's side. Ah. And then I was like, I have never seen my dad naked. Yikes. What's then, happening? Right. Yikes. And then Jesus, I like, and then I, I went, oh, and then I like walked away and left into my bed. Oh, okay. Also, they yeah. were very startled and their reaction was very of course. startled. So it was like the reaction of them and then. I just went, and you and the whole thing. I just kind of went. This is no longer something I should do anymore. And right. Then I stopped doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna keep these are all notes I'm taking down right now. Well, I mean, I think that boys are treated very differently. I think that yeah, little little girls are treated like oh, they're just very sensitive, and it's like no, everybody needs love. And Everybody's affection. sensitive, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that's the piece because six year, five, Whoa. six year old, you can, I mean, I can, I speak to Luna like she's, like she, like I try to communicate as much so that she understands that. I, I would like to at least do the 30 second breakdown. Thank you all for listening and tuning in to this uh, part one episode of Dadman, The Wheel. We will be back with you guys with part two very soon. So stay tuned and the medium is the message. Peace. This has been a Destiny Park Media production. If you like the show, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. For more content, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We're going to be posting video clips of your favorite podcasts, as well as glimpses at new music. And hey, drop us a line or send any questions you might have to destinyparkmedia at gmail.com.